Why isn't my stream popping up as a bigger? I don't know. Let's share my. No, I don't want to share my. Pop out. That's not what I want. No, 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 no. Okay. Either way, we could do audio only too if that's easier. I was just curious. Either way. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> hi hi everyone hi Luke. good to talk to you again it's been a while since the last time that we recorded together Uh, it certainly pre-pandemic, right? Maybe 2019. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, there we go. All right. If my mic cut out, I'm sorry. I fixed it. It should be fine now. And I also mm -hmm. want to apologize to any listeners out there, whether you're watching it live or listening it on audio, about the last episode. Uh, I got confused with my audio with my new mic and I was muted for like 75% of the stream. And then I turned it on and figured it out. So hopefully this will work. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Got the Elgato Wave microphone. Oh, that's their newer it, one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I got turned on to like grabbing it after I went to PAX East when I was talking to like a rep from the company that was there saying that I think she had also did the same thing that I was thinking about doing, which is go from a Yeti mic to an Elgato one. And apparently mm. the audio quality has been so much better. So we will wait to see. Yeah, it sounds great on this end. Perfect. Great. I can't wait to listen to it for five seconds and then never listen to my voice ever again. <laughs> do you ever That's do that? Goes, right? Yeah, of course. I work outside of cosplaying everything. I, I also work in digital marketing. So a lot of voiceover work, a lot of things for... Um, my day job too so it's like uh, a lot of listening to myself over and over again i'm like i don't want to have yeah. to relive this right now. <laughs> oh my god well so the main reason why i got you on here was to mm -hmm. talk about the last convention you were at which yes i believe was oticon mm -hmm. and that oh, was that in the baltimore area uh, so it used to be. So I think about 2016 or 17, it moved to D.C., but it was in Baltimore for a very, very long time. Um, but it is it is in the D.C. Convention Center, the like Walter Washington. Um, I'm still and that Maryland. One, I'm still good. Okay, I still yeah, got yeah. it. <laughs> still in the region, right? Still in the DMV. Um, but instead of traveling to Baltimore, which would have been a lot closer, <laughs> it was just to D.C., um, which isn't that much farther, but yeah, still pretty fun. Uh, it's a larger convention center too than the Baltimore um, Convention Center, so oh. that's that's pretty nice too. A little bit more wiggle room <laughs> moving around everywhere. Right. So, uh, yeah. So how long how long was the convention, and did you basically attend for all of it? Yeah, I was there the whole weekend, um, Thursday to that Monday. This was the last weekend of July. Um, did stay the whole weekend. This is the first time in 
all the times I've been to Oda, which isn't that many. I think I've been to four or five Otacons now. Um, first time staying in the hotel that's actually connected to the convention center. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So it was very, very nice. Usually um, where it is in DC, a lot of the surrounding hotels are kind of like a far walk. And so walking in like that July heat when you're in costume oh, is God. like no bueno, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. So it was it was perfect this year being I in would, the actual hotel. I would have I'm heavily considering either doing the exact same thing when it comes to PAX East next year because mm -hmm. there is a hotel that goes directly into the convention center where it's at. I I've never done that before. Um because yeah. the one that I the hotel that I stayed at was like a thirty minute walk. Yeah. From the convention insane. center. And it was it was murder on my feet. Never yes. again. The first <laughs> Otakon I went to at the DC one, it was about like a 22 minute walk. And at some point during the weekend, we just said like, screw it. And just started Ubering back and forth because it was worth it more than like walking in that heat. Yeah. It was like um, yeah. So it, like being in the hotel that is connected perfect for a cosplayer especially, oh if, you have God, props, especially if you're wearing, like wearing something uncomfortable and you just need a break to like go back to the room and eat and change uh, were you like, were you wearing something uncomfortable uh actually this was probably the most comfortable i've been at a convention in a while uh, oh. aside from shoes but it, it's one of those things right where it's like i'm very much aware that i'm aging and <laughs> the, the years are going by because like concrete floors on convention centers and like no. in the merch hall the artist not. alley oh if you're not wearing the right shoes if you don't have your dr shoals ready it's it's not gonna be a good time god no it is not no it is not yeah, yeah. um all right so then did you did you go solo or did you have like a group of friends with you um, um i went with a, a, a pretty small group of friends usually for some reason i feel like um Otakon is the convention that I is one of the conventions I go to that I end up knowing the least amount of people, which is wild because it is so local. But I feel like a lot of my cosplay friends or convention attending friends in general will fly out for like Katsu or Magfest. I, I know a lot more people there. Yeah. Um with a relatively small group. So it was myself and my partner, my boyfriend, Iris Summons, who takes all my cosplay photos now. And then um, our two friends uh, who are not cosplayers, but are just like nerd enthusiasts. Like, you know, sure. Anybody who's probably wa like watching or listening to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, the four of us stayed and we adulted so wonderfully. We've had all the snacks, all the drinks, <laughs> vitamins. Like, we were ready to go. That's when you know that you've entered a new phase of like attending conventions. It's if you pack your vitamins. So oh God, I'm not there. Good. I'm not there yet. Even though I'm in my thirties, I'm not there yet. Right. Well, listen, I just turned 29, what, three days ago. Oh, I happy boy to birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. Been... Certainly, certainly at that phase where I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this for four days, at least let me be comfortable and prepared. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't live like how I used to at conventions. Oh man. Uh, how many cosplays did you end up bringing to the con? I think I brought, so Friday um, was like the default pink Animal Crossing villager, um, kind okay. of in the vein of um, 
it was inspired by Doja Cat's Halloween look. That latex company, whose name I'm blanking on right now, so forgive me, but that latex company has worked with a lot of celebrities and drag queens in particular. So I've been a like a fan of their work, seeing it on a lot of these people. But her Halloween costume, I think this past year, was that villager, the pink with the like the tights that like are blue and white striped, and it's the pink dress that has a flower on it. Mm. And I I was like, this design is so cute. I have to recreate it. So that was Friday. Um, and then Tears of the Kingdom Ganondorf was on Saturday. And I think I brought a couple of things if I felt like getting into costume. Like I brought tails from Sonic the Hedgehog and like a Gutama right. outfit and things like that. But I didn't really re- wear those because I was in cosplay the entirety of the day, which I have not done that in a while either at a convention. Usually I'll either switch into a more comfy outfit um, towards the, like right before dinner or into a different outfit, like a different cosplay completely if um, there's like a night shoot or something happening at that time. But I was in both of those costumes from around like 11 when we actually like hit the floor to like eight or nine at night. And then I was like, well, let me just be comfy after this point. And so (laughs) (laughs) those are the only two that I actually like physically wore that weekend. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I know that for Saturday, you debuted Daddy Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how 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 is that um how was that received at the con? Like, did you get like a lot of people asking for photos or? Yeah, um, it's kind of funny. It was a mix of like a lot of people being like, "Oh, cool, Ganondorf," and like wanting photos, and like people be like, "Is that Riju?" Like, it's actually, and so like that was kind of funny of like okay who actually am i dressed as like it's like are you a rosa are you like a whole different character yeah but um no a lot of fun i mean anytime that i'm in ganondorf i am happy like it's just one of my like comfort characters comfort cosplays this is the most comfortable ganondorf i have made because his design is very minimal in this new game which shout out nintendo Mm -hmm. great job that was Mm -hmm. wonderful (laughs) so um easy to relatively easy to to put together i did kind of make that one fast um and then easy to put on and wear throughout the day again it was just like a shoe issue because like that one was flat sandals so again like no support on concrete oh god oh no no not the sandals i know but but honestly like that that was a fun cosplay to be yeah yeah well that that kind of we didn't do what I would ask then about, despite it being comfortable, somewhat easy to make from what you just said, uh, mm-hmm. was there anything difficult or challenging about it? I I think, honestly, if I, if I would be like candid about making this costume, the most difficult part was kind of overcoming this mental block I had about making it and these kinds of thoughts of like, I'm making another Ganondorf, like, I hope it's, like, it holds up compared to the other ones. Will people even like this one? I hope I don't screw this, that, and the third up. How do I even approach making that? That that stalled so much time in the actual creation of it. So overcoming my, like, mental battles of, like, how do I even do this? Is it worth trying to do it? Can I pull it off? Was the hardest part, because once I actually, like, got to the point where I was, like, okay, brain, like just do it just let go and really like believe in yourself for a second to yeah. make this thing yeah it was it was right as rain and making everything was was so easy and it, it clicked in my brain of like oh 
you've done this this is how you will do it again and so i really sometimes i feel like people don't give enough credit to how hard just the mental process is going through a new project whatever that project may be and like overcoming those kind of blocks and hurdles that you may put up for yourself yeah um so i so i think a a very like figurative answer is like that battle a literal answer of like what was hard about the costume probably the wig (laughs) like just styling it for anything um but but truly i think it, it was just you know talking myself up into action was the heart yeah yeah imposter syndrome can be a bitch to deal with that point it, it truly truly and um it comes in different ways that like i outside of cosplaying and then like also streaming content creating and i'm also a composer for like orchestras and small ensembles and and it's like my imposter syndrome will manifest in different ways for every task that I have that it's hard to recognize that that's what's happening in that moment, right? I don't yeah. know if you've ever felt that. Like, when it arises in music, it's complete, it looks completely different than how it does for cosplay, and it's very interesting. Oh, no, you know, no, absolutely, absolutely. Like, because it's it mostly for me, I mean, I'm not, I try, I'm, I'm, Still strictly trying to just view streaming as a hobby because it's yeah. like I, I'm 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 as small a streamer as you can get. But like when it comes to like this, like doing podcasts and like getting approval to be a member of the media and get a press pass for a convention, like that's awesome. But still it's just like sometimes I just feel a little bit out of place or like Yeah. Like it's do I really thing. deserve it? And that's especially true when it comes to my um day job as a uh, as a graphic artist where if I'm struggling with something that I feel like part of me is thinking, this is, this sounds like it's just a basic thing. Why can't you figure out how to work fucking Adobe InDesign? Right. Or like, why can't you figure this out? And then you just get stuck in a rut. But I mean, thankfully I've got people that are willing to like, just back me up and help out when needed. So honestly, yeah. like having a support system in those times is, like one of the most helpful things in um, having it, it it's hard to see it for yourself until somebody else points it out for you right like it's hard to see like oh like i can't do that and then, then people, no, you have like people in your corner that are like you clearly can't like yeah you're more than capable literally um it, it does wonder yeah um what so what did you mostly do aside from like cosplay photo shoots during the con like did you do any shopping attend any panels that were going on like um lots of merch hall and artist alley honestly. i feel like um usually at cons i get so busy with either like shooting or hanging out with people or if there is a panel i really want to see like carving out time to like wait in line and go see this panel like that um that i miss out on really looking at the merch hall and the um artist alley so I'm yeah. like always like, oh, I should have bought something or I should have seen if they had if somebody had this type of thing or what have you. Sure. Um, so earlier this year for Backstory around March um, or really at the end of March, I moved into this new space, moved into a new apartment. And I was like, I really want 
in like this designated stream room, which was not the case of, at my old apartment. My my streaming space was a part of my living room, which is a part of my dining room, which is a part I of- I think I like, could partly see that the last time we recorded. I think you were probably right. still in your old apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I was still in my own apartment. So like, yeah, everything was <laughs> together in one space. Trunk dated, yeah. Yeah, so now there is a stream craft room. So I'm like, I want to get some stuff to decorate it. So um, I ended up getting some really cool- uh, neon prints um, that are two are Zelda. I'm looking at them right now. They're above my computer. Um, <laughs> two are Zelda Majora's Mask and like a Zelda vending machine, which is really cool. So like inside, it's like fairies and a Triforce and potions. I think I've seen that image before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like I'm blanking on so many names, but I'm trying to remember the um, the studio that or the studio, the artist that made these prints. Um, I think it's like something panda. And then the other one is a Naruto um, that just was really beautiful looking. And I was like, I don't have any Naruto things in my life. And as much as a stan as I was when I was younger, I feel like that should change. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if I can try to find it. Just so that I, because if I've got like my Safari window open up, like, see if I can. Zelda vending machine. I, yeah, like. Duh. And the funny thing is, like, their ads pop up now on my Instagram all the time <laughs> um, since buying these prints. Um, right here. This is. That's the artwork. I've that got it on Deviant Art. Oh, wait, that's a GIF. That's probably not it. I don't want to like take up too much of your time trying to look for this, but if I do, then I I'm will doing, send, I'll I'm doing the link. same. I'm literally doing the same thing, but it's <laughs> like, oh, Zelda universe. Let me see. Wait, that's not. I, I, I give up. <laughs> I know. It's like I, the image keeps popping up, but the vendor that I bought them from is not. And that's what's like bothering oh, um, the vendor's name. Because they also make LED like uh, acrylic art that lights up and the, like they're backlit through the uh, acrylic canvas. Oh, so they're okay, yeah. really cool. But these ones are just like standard paper. But it is just it is escape. I cannot the name of the vendor I got them from, but they're very beautiful. Um, got some stickers and uh, a shirt that I actually wore at work. Day. that was really cute from bandage brigade um so lots more shopping and perusing and seeing like what's happening in those halls um, yeah i tried to make a point especially to like get stuff for the room so yeah I, I mean i literally did that because i also went to a con fairly recently for one day with me and my best friend which was their first con so to speak like in the space that i'm into so i went to we went to uh fan expo in boston mm. and um we went for one day and um we, we had a blast it was just it was just us wandering around the merch hall like just browsing buying stuff um we both got like candles like scented candles or like D D tabletop stuff yeah. but even though oh, i don't cool. i don't i don't do da i don't do the tabletop stuff but it was just like i and we've seen these um this vendor before Mm -hmm. called um dragon den candle because we went to a, a ren fair like last year i believe mm -hmm. um but and you can probably see it in my screen but i got a pink 
It's a pink and blue neon sign of yeah. just a, a normal coffee cup. Oh. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's totally me. Yeah. So I bought I bought that, and then I bought like a, a, a Moon Knight, a wooden small little Moon Knight figure made out of wood. Um, oh, cool. Hand carved, I'm assuming. No, it was like laser etched. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could grab it quick because it's right here. Hang mm -hmm. on a second. Yeah, of course. Ugh. So this little guy. Oh, that is really cool. That's cute. Yeah. And it's yeah. all wood and they just paint it on top of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And then my big purchase, which I was unexpected. I was half expecting to do this, but I wasn't expecting to get what I found. So Nightwing is my favorite DC comic book superhero of all time. Like bar none period. And mm -hmm. I was going for... Like, maybe I could find some of, like, the cool variants that he would get, like, from, mostly from his current run that's going on. Yeah. So the first vendor I go up to, and I ask him, like, you have any, like, Nightwing variants or covers? And, like, no, but I have this. And he pulls up part three of the iconic, like, Teen Titan Judas contract storyline. Oh, which wow. Which apparently... Is the very first in comic appearance of Robin taking on the Nightwing persona. Oh, that's. Did you get it? Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I did get it. But could it, and it also served as the origin of Deathstroke and the hero Jericho. Oh, wow. That's he funny. had two. He had two versions of it. One unsigned. And the other one, which was signed by Marv Wolfman, who was the writer and one of the co creators of. Nightwing. And I was like, the guy's dead. So odds are, like, when am I going to see this again? Right. It was worth $175. You got it? Oh, that's awesome. So you, did you get both or just the signed one? No, just the signed one. I wasn't going to go that. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, know. That's so cool, though. Yeah. So um, now it's, yeah. that's all framed up um, in my entertainment center. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good find. That, yeah. That's got to be like top tier of like convention finds. I think <laughs> I would like this is I think this is my Holy Grail Nightwing comic that I would need. Yeah, like you have to like firebox that. Like, yeah. like, sure, like nothing ever happens to it. Literally, like maybe at some point I will get it graded or something. Yeah. Oh, um, probably. Yeah, that would down be the good line. Mm -hmm. um, so that was. Oh, and then I got one of my best my other best friend who has a birthday coming up. Um, in October, mm -hmm. she's big into Harry Potter, so I got her a very Harry Potter themed gift that I will not say what it is in case she happens to listen yeah, to right. it. So keep it in a secret. Um, mm -hmm. but we had a lot of fun, and then like we ended the day going. Ha half the fun was all the figuring out what the hell are we gonna do for dinner, and like we were just like scouring like. Google Maps and like Apple Maps, mm -hmm. like where the what's a good place to eat? We found this anime themed noodle ramen bar. Oh, cool! And that was really tasty. That was really yeah. dope. That that's another aspect of conventions is really like finding the solid places to eat, depending on like 
which con you're at and where what the where the venue is located. Yeah. Um, the first night of Oda, we found out that there was a rotating sushi bar like a, a quick walk away from the convention, and it was wonderful. The food was so good. They had like the little robots that bring you your drinks and, and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, like automated robots. Um. So yeah, finding finding con food that is uh, affordable but still yummy and easy to get to um, is always a hunt in like the planning of a convention. Yeah. Hmm. So what what else about the con do you want to like talk about or um, any like standout moments or did any oh did any. Anyone else that was cosplaying, did any cosplay like catch your eye? I I feel like the first thing that came to mind was that um there were significantly less like Genshin cosplays that I thought I was gonna see. So I was like, is this a turn of an era? I feel like what's coming to mind, um <laughs> uh there was a Warhammer armor set that was pretty cool. Um Okay. There was um, a lot of other really incredible Zelda cosplayers, like Tears of the Kingdom cosplayers. That was fun. So, okay, yeah. um, lots of Tears of the Kingdom Zelda when she uh, goes back in time. Lots of links with their arms, like either LEDs or I've seen them use different like sleeves that are oh, painted yeah, and things like yeah. that. Like, so um, seeing other Tears of the Kingdom cosplayers was a lot of fun, um, especially on Saturday. We went to um, a One Piece meetup, or One Friend is a huge One Piece fan. And so a lot of cool One Piece cosplays. There was also a horror meetup for horror fans in general. That was fun looking at the prosthetics that people were putting on and um, all the like spooky bits in their costumes. Yeah. Like, as a horror fan, that was really cool to see. Some Genji <laughs> took people that were like either Slug Girl or had the spiral. That was fun. Oh, God. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like those are the highlights. I, I think what stood out to me the most, though, was just all all of the Tears of the King players. But that, like, of course, the Zelda stand, I'm going to like be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, Pikmin. There was a Pikmin group, too. And that Pikmin group was amazing. Shout out. They were like all the Pikmin. Like, it was just a bunch of dudes in more suits. And like, so somebody <laughs> was like a little like Olimar overalls and a helmet. And oh, it was perfect. God. And I loved it. So oh, that's great. Shout out to that Pikmin group. That's great. Yeah, I think there were a couple of Tears of the Kingdom cost. I mean, I didn't really. I was just pretty much, you know, just focused on spending time with my friend and shopping. Mm -hmm. But I know, yeah. I feel like I did see someone cosplaying as the guy carrying around the Hudson construction sign that you got to help, like, stand yes. up. There was a Hudson yeah. construction <laughs> sign guy. Uh, there was actually two, I think. And then a, a mass of Koroks. I, I did see Koroks sprinkled like here and there throughout the convention. That were really great. Like oh. just uh, lots of Koroks, Korok duos. Like I'm looking for my friend. Like it was. Oh my god. <laughs> um, somebody made a uh, a fusion of a wooden shield with a rocket. That was cool to see. Oh wow. Um, yeah, the the Tears of the Kingdom cosplayers really like stood out this summer. That was that was fun. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if any, if anything else is gonna like pop up throughout the year because I, I would not be surprised. I mean, I this game was either, so yeah. large that like I think that we're gonna probably see tears for the rest of the year until like next summer, probably. Yeah, yeah. Could you? 
I mean, you just recently beat the game, didn't you, on stream? Yes, I have now finally completed Tears of the Kingdom. What did you, what'd you, what'd you uh, think of it? I think as as its own game, of like I think combined with Breath of the Wild, the story that they created in those two games, it was so perfectly rounded out with Tears of the Kingdom. I like how they reincorporated like actual temples as dungeons and like yeah there are certain things that are like so classically zelda that i feel like they focused on more in tears of the kingdom um than breath of the wild like breath of the wild felt kind of like a beta for what tears of the kingdom became right that's, that's what i've um, heard a lot online yeah like, it's yeah it feels like a, a really good precursor to like the epic that was tears of the kingdom um that being said as a zelda stand there are a lot of lore and plot inconsistencies that I'm like still trying to sit through. Oh god! That I'm like the, the this this can't be the same Hyrule. This is like a completely different Hyrule, and that's the only way my brain can logically accept the universe that Tears of the Kingdom has kind of like and Breath of the Wild set up. Um, so like I, it's like a long winded rant of just like random things, and it's like it all could have fit together so well, but. Nintendo and lore are like water and oil. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I did. All I know is that I did enjoy it, mm-hmm. but that last boss fight was just. I did not enjoy it the first time because mm-hmm. I didn't re- I didn't have any of the, I didn't have any food made that could help restore like gloom stricken heart. hearts. So it's like. I got so mad. I just, I was brute forcing it, like just trying to just power through and like. I ended phase two into going into phase three, the like dragon phase. Spoilers for Spoilers. who's listening, who's out to finish the game. But I ended phase two of fighting Ganondorf to stage uh, phase three, where he is a dragon with one heart. I was down to my last heart at for the entirety of that second phase. Or no, I feel like. Mm, for maybe like, for maybe like two thirds of that phase. The beginning, I had more hearts, and then he swiped them as as much as he could. But that I was hanging on to that last heart for dear life. Oh my god! And then when I finally got him, and then I got back to the sky, and I could use regular food again, I was like, "Oh bless!" Like this is <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating my ass off sitting in the chair. Just like, please don't hit me. Like, I swear, I, can't, I don't want to do oh, that. I had already attempted, like, what, seven times. I was like, I don't want to do this again. Like, oh, just, God, just yeah, yeah. So, that was, a, that was a fun time. Yeah. yeah. What was your, um, any, like, favorite parts of the game? Or, like, standout moments? Oh, this this might be a larger spoiler word. Because I feel like a lot of the moments I like the most are, like, the biggest what the moments kind of of the game so like when you find out zelda did eat her sacred stone and her, she was the, the dragon that was floating around the whole time or like yeah um i really of the temples i really enjoyed um the water temple honestly even though that has the goofiest boss battle the water temple Some was the bosses were very out there like very bizarre it was like right well like <laughs> I, I don't know if it's clipped, but on stream, while we were playing it, and we get to, like, the boss area, and I'm just like, it better not be, like, something stupid, like an Octorok, right? Like, I was just like, it, it just, it better not be something dumb. Like, it better not be something, and then, like, immediately, I was like, oh, whoa, here we are. 
um, the Goma battle was pretty fun. Uh, the um, Gibdo battle, like Queen Gibdo, that was atrocious. I hated every second of that. Um, the, oh, yeah, that was that wasn't fun. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, the Goma fight was good. I think um, two two and had the best boss fight because like Jesus oh Christ. easily easily and the, I, and yeah. the music like like ah oh, my wind <laughs> yeah, waker two, heart it was so good right that yeah being in like um the like Rito uh but it's not dragon I keep wanting to call it dragon cavern roots I was like that's technically what that but being in the Rito area and hearing like the wind waker being for dragon roots I'm like oh is so perfect yeah my, um, I mean, favorite zelda for me period yeah when given that it's all, yeah given that it was also well it was my first zelda so mm -hmm. that i ever cleared yeah so. i feel like um minish cap was my first so that's always my number one but then it's certainly when uh wind waker and then um twilight prince yeah. Yeah. um but the yeah goron, this... oh go ahead the goron temple was my least favorite i got so lost I had to use a guide, like, what the hell, where do I go? You stupid minecart. What level am I on? <laughs> it took me, uh, the only part I didn't like about that level was the fact that it was in the depths in the first place and I had to go find it. Um, I hate being in the depths. That is my least favorite part of Tears of the Kingdom. Anything depths related. That obsidian frocks and me have beef for the end of time. Um, <laughs> oh, like, no. yeah. Anything depths related, I was like, I'm not here for it. Um, honestly, going to get, um... The fifth sage was also a lot of fun. Um, like uh, doing the like mech battles that you're like basically in a Gundam. That was a cool part of the, of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the mechanics in the gameplay this time was really enjoyable as well with the fusing, with Ascend and all like different ways to solve these puzzles that they've reintroduced us from the Wrath yeah. of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I felt like it didn't feel stale or like reused or repurposed. It felt new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, oh, that was such a common thing that I kept running into where you're just like, I can't figure out this puzzle. Oh wait, I can just ascend. I can just right. cheat my way through. You forget about ascend for like the longest time until it's like, oh yeah, right. Of course <laughs> I could just float up into the sky and through matter. And it's fine. And then I'll, I'll, always Ganondorf will always be one of my He was so beautiful in this game, so <laughs> that was 10 out of 10. Yeah, Matt, I mean, Matt Mercer killed it. Matt, oh, yeah, his voice acting was really good. Yeah, yeah. God. So good. Yeah. Um, how has streaming been so far lately? I mean, so that you cleared through Tears of the Kingdom. Like, what? Mm -hmm. what's next on your docket to play through or clear? Well, I thought what was going to be next was continuing Pikmin but I've I've been on like a week break just like for birthday and just like relaxation and chilling out because I finished a very large project right before my birthday that was consuming a lot of time and so sure. I was like let's take this week off and I've been playing so much Pikmin I might finish it before the next stream honestly I feel like <laughs> it's so addictive that I can't help but to play it um so between hopefully more Pikmin on stream um possibly getting back into ace attorney 2 because we left off kind of in the middle of a game um and then i mm. got orwell recently that had been recommended by a couple of community members um which is plays it, it is a nod to george orwell's like 1984 where basically you work for the government as 
an investigator that can go through people's computer and you're trying to find this person who like attacked something i can't remember the details because i haven't played it yet i'm going in Mm. completely like clueless about this game Mm. but um basically you you play the game as though you are actively hacking through people's computers and looking at their information to see if you can catch the um the attacker that is there so like you're going through people's files and their emails and all this kind of stuff that's how it plays and i've been told that like it's like very phoenix right-esque in that like you're investigating and you're trying to figure out and put all these clues yeah. together and stuff so i i'm very excited to play that on the stream as well yeah i've just been oh god what did i beat recently i wonder if it was tears of the kingdom mm-hmm. the last game i cleared on stream and then a couple of indie games that i've been lucky enough to have review codes for Mm-hmm. Um, Fall of Porcupine was really cute, really interesting, interesting, interesting take and like discussion about people in the healthcare force and the hospital workforce. So, oh, interesting. That was fairly interesting. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the second the sequel to Coffee Talk that was a lot of fun. That that meant a lot to me, especially yeah. because, um, like. The first, the first copy talk was my like game of the year when it came out in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and like the devs are so nice. Oh, to a, well, to a, well, to a point that you know they were teasing that you know there's something in the game that we think you might like, and I'm playing the game on stream, the sequel. There is a drink named after me. Oh, that's so cool! And I was like, I saw it, and I was just like, I was, I was almost in tears, like holy. Fuck. That's really cool. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So I got to, and I got to see them at PAX East. So that was yeah. really fun to like try out some of the other games that they had planned. Um, I interviewed one of the developers from the sequel and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, Indie devs are favorite people to interact honestly. Because a lot of them like are really, really sweet. Um, the, the creators of Wildflowers, which is like this uh, witchy, kind of a simulator game similar-ish to Animal Crossing maybe closer to Stardew Valley um, but very comfort cozy game and they've just been such a wonderful Wildflowers yeah. is a fun game yeah so I think well so now I'm back into playing uh, Final Fantasy 14 online mm-hmm. um, I just hit one of the the like the next expansion, so I'm going through that, and apparently, from all I've heard, like from this expansion onwards up to present, is when the story gets really good, mm-hmm. and the story starts to really you know, crush your heart and break your dreams. Oh my god! So <laughs> that'll be fun. So I gotta try to see if I can juggle that next to like uh, Spider-Man Two when that comes mm-hmm. out in October, and then I think I'm gonna make the remake of super mario rpg my comfort game oh like my yes. game because very excited for that oh yeah that's gonna be incredible between yeah. that super mario wonder when that comes out um new wario wear for the switch which is great i feel like october is like a really great month for Nintendo. O- october's just stacked with crap yeah. ton of games and it's just uh, nuts 
Dark Moon re-releases around that time for the Switch. Um, they're going to announce more of the Princess Peach game that is coming out soon. Like, I'm very excited. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good Nintendo year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm... I don't know. I, I, I haven't really been into, like, the 2D Mario games, so I think I'm going to skip out on Wonder. I think there are so many new aspects in the trailer alone that I've seen that I, I think it may be worth it. Like, I I am a 2D Mario fan from, like, the jump. Like, Super Mario Bros. 3 was, like, one of my favorite games to play when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so I really do still love the 2D platformer side-scroll um, format that Nintendo does so well. And so, like, all the weird, like, the pipes now move and wiggle around like caterpillars when you try to get into them, and not all the yeah. flags at the end are real, and he eats something weird and has an acid trip, basically. Like, it's just so <laughs> weird of a Mario <laughs> that it's like, I need to figure out what's going on. So I, I'm yeah. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, also, just shout out to Charles Martinet, because I know God bless his soul. <laughs> An end of an era. That's good. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine Mario sounding like I'm sure that they'll hire somebody who sounds just exactly the way that he does it. But I just well, apparently we'll know come Super Mario Brothers Wonder because yeah, it'll be a whole new voice. Yeah. God. I know. I got a fond memories of hearing his voice like through playing Super Mario 64, and then I know. Perfect. I remember he, he there was like some pre-recorded pre-order message way back when i pre-ordered super mario galaxy yeah and he was on the phone like just get ready for the game coming out soon so yeah so cool yeah so i've never very... i've never met him at a con but like everyone told me that you know he's i've heard online that he's just a very very sweet guy i believe who just it. loves loves the role and yeah, yeah. 30 years yeah. 30 30 <laughs> really solid years yeah shout out to him. that was incredible yeah. Uh, what else has been going on in your life? Honestly, trying to just really get back into the swing of like regular content for cosplaying and streaming. Um, this past year, it's just been a lot of like random things from like moving, getting a new job, working on like large commissions and things like that. That like, yeah, it's kind of broken up the trajectory that I, I was like aiming for this year and like oh, God. creating. Um, but things are things are settling down now, and I feel like I I now have a ground to actually like get to work the way that I want to, which is really exciting. Nice, nice. Uh, any other cosplay plans for either the rest of the year, or are you just looking into making stuff for next year? Or um, hopefully, uh, for the end of this year, maybe some more Pikmin stuff. So I've I've been wanting to do Olimar for years now, and I have like. I don't know if you can see the um, globe for his helmet. It's just sitting there. That oh, needs to be like... oh, that's what. It... Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it just needs the opening needs to be like cut wider because it does not fit on my head. Um, I have a large head, so <laughs> I need to like. <laughs> oh no. Um, between that, maybe another Ganondorf. Maybe I haven't made an armor set in a while, and I'm kind of itching to do that again. Um, Doctor Eggman is also on the list too, so who knows. The goal right now in like my immediate vision is Olimar. After that, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. How many Gandorf have you made? Cause I did more than uh, two or I think it's five. Um, <laughs> oh wow, I know. way off. Hyrule Warriors Ganondorf. Okay. Wind Waker. 
um, Ocarina of Time. I did Calamity Ganondorf. And then this one is Tears of the Kingdom, so that would, that would be five. So the only one I'm missing, missing... Oh, also Other Zelda Villains is, is on the list as well, like Gyrki, Lati, and... But I think the only one I have not made yet is Twilight Princess. And the rest of the, his forms, he's like a pig, and I have no interest in doing that. But, like, <laughs> of uh, the actual, like, Ganondorfs... Yeah. I think Twilight Princess is the, the last one. God, I gotta, I gotta go search through your pictures because I feel like I've never seen them. Or maybe I know, well, I well, no, I, I, I've seen Calamity again. That I've mm-hmm. seen. But I think that might have been around the last time we talked too. Was Calamity? Um, might have been. Ocarina of Time was during the pandemic, like during lockdown. So I, I did that during. Um, Hyrule Warriors was the first one when I was like first starting to cosplay. So that's probably back in like 18. Maybe I've seen Hyrule Warrior, but the fact that you did Wind Waker again, bro, I'd be like, I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, so yeah, I gotta yeah. Go. That one was more. Re- I think I did that one uh, up exactly like a year now because I wore it to San Japan last year. Yeah, which was in September. So it's it's about, or I think I made it and then took it to San Japan. So maybe I made it like last winter. Huh. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one too. That's another one that's like super comfy. When you look like it's not a lot of arm I would I would hope so because it's just it's just a um a rope. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just a giant ass robe, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a robe and a skirt and a corset. In my case, but in his case, he just has like a shirt on. Right. Right. Oh. Are you pretty much uh, done with conventions this year? Or do you have any others coming up? Or for, for this year, yes. Um, the next one that will that's local because I, I still try to stick to local ones um, right sure. now. Though there is hopes in the future of going to PAX. I would love to go to PAX. But this year, yes. um, right? Yeah, this year would be uh, MacFest. Is one. MacFest, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never been to that one. I've only been to Capricorn twice. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the month before Katsu, and it's um, it's mag, so it's music and gaming festival. So right, okay. all video games, video game music, concerts, um, tournaments, all kinds of cool stuff. So Magfest is one of my favorite conventions. I've I've always heard that's just a banger of a show, and I mean, yeah. unless I got compelled to go with a, a great group of friends, or like if I mm-hmm. knew a lot of people were gonna be there, I feel like I'm fine not ever going to Catricon again because that's been kind of the vibe honestly it's it's super packed usually like it's it's yeah. uncomfortable a convention to go to you can't really move around easily because everyone including like like I've done it but like where everyone's wearing their largest pieces so that means that there's less moving space <laughs> so yeah. like actually like, float around tons of people go now so like it, it it feels like shoulder to shoulder and it makes me kind of like nervous I'm like no yeah absolutely. yeah like it's too packed, and so I I won't be going again for a while. But Magfest has been a great opportunity. Yeah. Hmm. I've got nothing else, honestly. That's uh, been great just talking this way. Like it's been fun. Yeah. I'm glad that we could do this again. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we could too. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy you had fun because I'm always. Again, it, it's that imposter syndrome kicking in. It's like, are they right. really having a good time? Or are they just doing this yeah, to, no, pity, no. to pity me or whatever? No, but, no, no, no. See, yeah, is... see? 
this is a lot of fun. I'm here to reassure you. I, I had a great time. It's, it's always fun talking. So this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you if you manage to get to Pack D, because that is a definite, that's just always a definite con for me because it's only a state away. So it's still relatively yeah. local. And it's like, I don't know. Boston's such a fun city to walk around in. I've never been. And so I like, I, countless of people have told me that I would really, really enjoy Pack and so I, I want to make it a priority, if not this upcoming PAX, the next, to really yeah. try to get out there. Yeah, because I know it, it PAX East for me, definite. And then my best friend and I are going to, we're confident we can try this because we're going to attempt to go to Disney World together next year. Oh, nice. And yeah, yeah. really have a blast there. So if PAX ends up being the only con I go to for next year, that's fine by me. Yeah, right? I mean, for Disney, I've never been to Disney. My friends are trying to get me to go out at some point, plan a trip, but, like, if you have the opportunity, take it, right? Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta start planning more come, like, the spring, because we're, we're shooting for this time frame next year. You know, less kids around. No. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, yeah, while school is already open, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, apparently, like, you know, people, so people would, I mean, I did a quick look up that, you know, people usually book their trips six months in advance. So I was like, yeah, that sounds about oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to really secure so. good pricing for travel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, if that is everything, uh, if people want to go find out where your work is or stream is, where do they go? It is Falafel Cosplays on quite literally every platform. <laughs> P-H-A-L-A-F-E-L Cosplays. It is everywhere. All right. And then you can follow me everywhere. Um, Blue Lightning Cos on all the social medias as we board the sinking Twitter ship. Yeah, all right. I was like, Twitter's the only one that is technically not the same, but you'll still find it. It's just missing the S at the end. Yeah. But Twitter is... I barely post on there anyways. In every other platform, you will get far more content. than. <laughs> yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're still on track for Road to Episode 100. We're getting real close. Getting this close. What what episode number is this one? 97. Oh, three away. That's really cool. And I already have one coming up soon. Hopefully, I got to get in touch with my guest because mm -hmm. she just went to Fan Expo up in Canada because that's where oh, she's wow. based. So I figured, yeah. oh, that'd be a great... She said that's a great idea to talk about. So hopefully within the next week or so, because then my my fingers are crossed. Mm -hmm. I can maybe get Jessica Negri for episode 100 if I can try mm. to get in contact That'd with her. Yeah, just so. fun. Road to 100, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, right. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, thank you guys for watching live if you did or... If you're just reaching the end of the audio recording, I hope you guys had fun, and I will see you all.